Well, hello there, team. Wade Skalski here, problem solver, playwright, and founder of Clear the Field. Welcome to episode two, section A, the grand gesture. So for about the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about reset, right? So it's reset, reframe, restart, and then review is the process, okay? And so uh, for this whole month, we're going to talk about some Maybe some thoughts that you have in your mind, some ways of doing things, some ideas uh, that we might want to consider resetting. I'll never tell you what to do. Uh, there's nothing you should do. You have to kind of decide for yourself what you want to do. But I'm proposing some new ideas that might uh, help you out a little bit with regards to thinking about some things in a different way. So what are we resetting? Well, and what is the grand gesture? So I'm 46 years old. Uh, that means that uh, when I grew up, it was a kind of a, an interesting experience for content in terms of the culture, because all we could really see was three TV stations, uh, then some cable came in and movies, right? And the movies that we had, you actually had to go to somewhere and rent a movie like at Blockbuster uh, or a, there, even before Blockbuster, there were like local movie store, mom and pop owned movie stores um, that you would go rent VCR tapes to watch movies, right? So like, and I grew up in North Dakota and there is nothing to do in North Dakota except for watch movies and Saturday Night Live. That's it. Like there's nothing to do. So, um, you know, if you're from the Midwest during that time, there's four months of winter, it's 70 below sometimes with the wind chill and you watch movies. That's what you do. So, uh, you know, and movies are funny because movies, they always start with the beginning part. Like if you think of like a romantic movie, it always starts with the beginning courtship process. And it may even be like three days of courtship, right? So, uh, and and then, you know, they get married or they live happily ever after. And then it never goes into ever like year seven of the relationship, right? Year six of the relationship where, hey, you know, the chemicals that started this thing on fire aren't necessarily causing the same amount of neurons to, to uh, leap out of your head. So you actually need to work at this a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, so the movies never show that, but there are a lot of movies where there's a grand gesture. So, and I'll, I'll use an example from, from when I was a kid, there's a movie called say anything, uh, with, uh, John Cusack. And it was uh, a really, it's a great movie. I think it still stands the test of time as a sort of like a teen romantic movie. And, you know, John Cusack has the famous speech where he doesn't want to buy anything or sell anything or, or buy anything sold or processed or whatever the speech is. But there's a scene in there where he's trying to win the girl and he stands outside of her house and he's got uh, what we would call a boombox because back then there weren't mobile phones that had 10,000 songs on them or access to the internet, which you could get any song in the world on. You actually had to carry these things around called boomboxes or Walkman sometimes uh, for your personal use with cassette tapes in them. And before that, it was eight tracks. So I actually did roll around in a car with an eight track on a side note that my mom and her Vega uh, had an eight track and we had the Star Wars eight track. Uh, and the village people, those are the two eight tracks that we listened to were the village people and the star Wars soundtrack. So I digress anyway. So Lloyd Dobler named the character played by John Cusack is standing outside of, um, Ioni sky's house. And he's got this boom box and it's blaring the Peter Gabriel song in your eyes. And it's sort of like this grand gesture where it's like, I'm going to win you back or I'm going to win you. And I'm going to come to your house and stalk you. Uh, fairly certain that you would get arrested today uh, or have the police called on you or violate some sort of um, interpersonal relationship code that now exists that I'm unaware of since I've, I'm now married and, and sort of am out of the game for a long time. Um, 
but it, it's a grand gesture. And she's like, oh, that's amazing, whatever. And they end up together. Okay. Uh, so another example of the grand gesture is there's a movie called Love Actually, which is, again, it's a good Christmas movie. And I, I don't even know how long ago this movie was, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe, maybe a little longer. And there's a character in it. Uh, and I can't remember what the dude's name is, but uh, Kira Knightley is getting married to a, a very fine English gentleman. And uh, this other English gentleman uh, comes to her house after I think it's after she's married anyways, or w- while she's living with this guy who she's going to marry uh, or has married. And he plays again, yet again, a boombox of um, or of, of Christmas carolers. And he does this this. Uh, he, the sequence of removing these placards with this message to her, you know, where he professes his love for her and he understands that it's not going to work out and he doesn't get the girl. Okay. So there's two examples of grand gestures. One where uh, the guy gets the girl and the second one where the guy does not get a girl. Here's another side note, which will, if you hang out with me at all, I, I will digress a lot. The dude that does the love actually grand gesture is a very, uh, like nerdy English dude, but he actually plays Rick Grimes in the walking dead. And he's the same dude. And like, now it's like Rick Grimes is like the baddest man on the planet, like the most masculine bearded covered in, in like zombie guts and, and heroism and, and, and everything. And it's amazing the difference between those two dudes. So that guy, that guy aged pretty well. Okay. Uh, so if Rick Grimes would have answered the door with that, I think, she would have been like, yes, I'm going to go with Rick Grimes because just in case there's a zombie apocalypse, I want to be with him. But anyway, so back on track here about the grand gesture. So the grand gesture idea actually is a load of crap. And so there's almost no circumstance in your life where a grand gesture is a good idea. All right. And so, and I'm going to use a person, a couple personal examples. All right. So I am a creative person and part of my intro is that I'm a playwright, right? So I, I've kicked around a lot of different forms of creativity, uh, from books to short stories to uh, uh, I wrote a, uh, some movie scripts. I wrote some television scripts. Right, uh, I'm not saying any of them were good, but I've I've dabbled in a lot of different creative endeavors. Never sculpting. Uh, I'm not. That, that doesn't seem to me like I'd be any good at that. Or painting or drawing. I do draw little things for my daughter, but they're stick figures, and she's two and a half, and so she thinks they're amazing. But I don't have that sort of talent. But I do. I, I am a moderately skilled wordsmith, as you can tell already from my podcast. But anyway, so, but while I was, you know, I I live in Los Angeles and I moved to Los Angeles uh, to explore sort of any creative possibilities that might, that might um, be available to me. So I actually had some meetings on some TV shows. I had some uh, names that you would recognize of people attached to one of my projects. Uh, That's a story for a different time. Uh, But uh, it sounds cool, but nothing ever happened. Right. So, I was like, well, I'm going to just self-produce something. So I wrote a one-man show, and I performed it um, three or four years ago in uh, the Hollywood Fringe Festival, which I cannot say enough good things about the Hollywood Fringe Festival. If you want to self-produce a, the- a work of theater, uh, do it. It's it's great. It's It makes it so easy. So anyway, so I wrote this one-man show, um, and I performed it, and it was like a huge thing. It was like, you know, I did five, five shows over four days. Uh, I had, you know, between 20 and 20 and 30 people at each show. It was, it was pretty successful. I actually got to experience a standing ovation. And, but the idea behind it was I'm going to do this grand gesture, this one man show, and I'm going to put myself out there and it's going to be amazing. And it's going to change my life. And it did change my life 
just not in the ways that I thought that it would. Because at the conclusion of the grand gesture, there's always a letdown because very few things in life are achieved through uh, one giant event. Okay, so you lots of you know it appears that way. You know, you, you see the overnight success. You know, you have the actor who tells a story about, oh, well, I was discovered in a coffee shop, and that's almost always a lot of crap, by the way. Um, and don't get me started about the entertainment industry. So if, if it does happen, it's not happening to you, right? So it's like a unicorn thing. Like that person's a unicorn. That's not how the universe works for everybody else, and it's not going to happen to you. It's like playing the lottery. It's like you don't bet your future on the lottery, because even though someone will win it every week or every other week or whatever it is, it's not going to be you because statistically, um, if you win the lottery, then you're probably going to die in a plane crash because you're that person. So, so anyway, so, but people, we get it in our mind. We buy these things through movies. We buy these things through, uh, when actors tell us these stories and they don't tell the backstory, they don't say any of the how many classes they had to take to learn how to act, or they don't say anything about, you know, the, the, the months or years of, putting themselves in situations over and over and over again and starving to get there uh, and to even be available because for every person that's discovered like that, there are 20,000 people who gave up a long time ago. Right. And so um, it's like, it's like a episode of survivor almost, but, but the idea behind the grand gesture is I want to introduce this concept to you is that the problem is it's a load of crap, right? Very rarely do you get the girl. Okay. And, and, or if you're trying to make a big advance in something in business or in your creative life or whatever, uh, you know, you, like me is I worked on that one man show for like six months. Okay. So I got a creative coach. I did it. Uh, I wrote it. I performed, I self-produced it. I, I promoted it. I went to like endless events to get people to know me to go. And it was amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was an absolute amazing experience and it changed my life, but not in the way that I thought it would. It changed my life in the like, oh, like this is kind of like this playwriting idea is great, but I need to write, I need to write these things for other people who are actually skilled, not someone like me who's a complete idiot on the stage. Um, so I was like, that was a good discovery, a part of the discovery process, which is critical. But the the idea that performing that one thing without all the preparation in terms of in terms of there was no preparation of anything before. Like I hadn't learned the art of playwriting. I hadn't studied the art of playwriting. I hadn't read a lot of plays. Uh, I was just like, well, I'm just going to write one. And it's critical to the process. And if you look at it that way, it's a smashing success. All right. So as part of the learning process, smashing success, but as part of this is going to change my life as, and I'm going to get a result from this nothing happened. And there's a huge letdown afterwards, right? It's like moving to a different state to pursue someone. Uh, you know, you're like, you're going to say, Hey, I'm going to move to this place to try to get this girl back or get this guy back. That's just a crazy person thing to do. Okay. And even if that works out, here's the big problem. All right. Here's the second big problem. The worst thing that can happen for you is a grand gesture can work itself out. Like actually you actually have something happen because then you get fooled that that's how things work. So in a creative context, let's say, you do some grand gesture, you stand in a sandwich board outside of one of the studios and someone actually puts you in something. Okay. So now you've been in something and the way that you got that thing was not through learning business, not through learning networking, not through working on your skills is by doing some crazy stunt. And so then you keep doing crazy stunts because that's what you think gets you where you want to go. And it doesn't. And in relationships, it's the same thing. If you do some grand gesture that actually works other than the engagement, I get it. That's a whole separate thing. But like during the courting process, uh, you're not asking them to marry you, but some you're doing some, you know, that you break up and then you do some crazy thing to get back together. Well, what happens is, is that you set the standard for 
that's what a relationship is, right? It's just this, this, you know, man, or if you're a woman, same thing, creating these experiences for the other person that are just, just incredible. This grand giant thing that you can tell all your friends about. Um, but then what happens is, is that, uh, that becomes an expectation. That's like, be careful of the bars that you set for yourself in relationships, because if you set an impossible bar like that, you're not going to hit it. And then everyone's going to get disappointed. Like my brother and his wife, God bless them. They're still, they're married and they love each other and they're doing great and everything like that. But I, I feel like they kind of fell into this, this process where they went to Las Vegas like 50 times in like the span of like two or three years. So they got into this like trip thing where trips were what they were about. And they went to Las Vegas like 50 times. Okay. So if I went to Las Vegas 50 times, I, my liver would fail and I would be broke and I would have to sell a kidney uh, in order to continue. Okay. So like I go to Vegas once every like four years. And then every time I go, I'm like, I was like, why did I go to Vegas? Now I have to detox for three months and I have to go work three times as hard to make back the money I lost playing poker. So, but they were in this thing where they went to Vegas like 50 times. And I think it was because the idea of a trip and it was romantic and it was, you know, that's kind of the grand gesture problem. And so be careful of the bars that you set for yourself with this idea is because as we're going to learn is like the process is what all, almost always, almost always, except for the unicorn experience, which I could probably argue doesn't exist. The process is what gets you to where you want to go. Okay. And a grand gesture that's not in alignment with a process doesn't work. And if it does work, you're screwed because then you set a bar for yourself, either with other people that creates an expectation of the grand gesture, or you think that's what actually works. And so you keep trying, trying to do crazy things to re replicate that experience. And then you get confused as to why things don't work. So like for me, it's like, I didn't do another friend show because the fringe show was part of the, that I, I kind of worked through it and I was like, okay, that was part of the process. And that part of the process was for me to be like, yes, I want to be a playwright. Yes. I want to produce things in theater, but I want to put skilled actors into those situations to say my words. Right. It's like my job is to speak the truth that I learn through the process of working with you guys. And also just through doing this process of reset, reframe, restart review. Okay. And, and, you know, truth is to be discovered is to be remembered. You know, truth is, you know, the whole idea that you remember truth, you remember things, you know, because we know everything and then we're born and we forget everything, whatever, however you are as a creative person. Uh, what I wanted to get out to you is that one of the biggest challenges to you being successful creatively or in business or in relationships is the idea of the grand gesture. And I want you to kind of throw that around and kick that around your brain a little bit because it's against everything that we're taught, right? The movies, culture, even so, like guidance counselors, like follow your dream and do whatever it takes. And like, yeah, I get that. And we're going to go over that. But, you know, the doing whatever it takes grand gesture part of it uh, is not um, not necessarily going to going to help you and it could actually hurt you. And I'll leave you with this last primary example is that uh, in 2001, uh, I saw on TV something called maybe it was in 2000 because it was at the Winter Olympics. I saw skeleton racing, which is basically luge faced first. And I was in a bar drinking in Arizona and I was like, that looks amazing. I'm going to do that. Right. Because I, at that time, I would always do these crazy things to try to change my life. I, you know, AKA the grand gesture. And I was like, this makes perfect sense. Well, here's the thing about skeleton racing. You can only do it in three places in North America. You can only do it on a bobsled track, right? So that's Lake Placid, Park City, Utah, and some other bobsled track that I'm from. Calgary, I think, is that I'm forgetting about, right? Number one. Number two is that the very successful skeleton racers are uh, tiny. They're like 
tiny, not, well, tiny is the wrong word. They're, they're not tall. How's that? Okay. Okay. They're Hobbit people, right? So they're, they're really, and if you're a Hobbit person, it's a great sport for you. Like you're not playing basketball, go be a skeleton racer. So I'm six, four and a half and I'm two, two right now, I'm like two sixteen, right? I lost 11 pounds over Christmas getting sick. It was great. It's a great weight loss uh, strategy, but you can't really control it anyway. So I was, if you wanted to create a body, not for skeleton racing, it's my body. All right. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna try this. So I tried out for the I went to a developmental camp for the Olympic team for skeleton. I did it for three days. And on the last day, I was so beat up and I was like, you know, you're going 70, 75 miles an hour face first down a loose track uh, on a sled. And the last run of the day, the last run of the whole thing, right, was like they had one more time to do it. And I had done a whole time is I just I couldn't do it. I, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm, I was afraid. I was too scared. I kept getting my ass kicked. I was all beat up. It was so, it was like, I felt so dangerous and I just, I just was really bad at it. And, and, you know, for every slight movement I would make on my body, I'd go screening off in the wrong direction and I couldn't do it. And so that grand gesture backfired on me for many different reasons, but it was like, it became the seminal experience for me, which is like, okay, maybe, maybe trying to do something outrageous and outlandish to change my life isn't necessarily the best plan. And, and that I think was sort of the beginning of the end of the grand gesture for me, even though it kind of kept going and it turned from the grand gesture into the process. And when you're examining things that you're going to try to tackle and attack, uh, and to do that are really cool and fun, as long as they're part of the process, then yes, do it. Right. Uh, you know, and, but then you end up, if you, if you, if you have this idea that the grand gesture is going to be everything you want it to be and more then you end up with a six foot four guy doing skeleton racing, which is just plain silly. Don't do that. Uh, another time I'll tell you about the almost Pacific Crest Trail five-month trip that I did not do for another reason. That would have ended up probably in me being lost uh, in the forest and never heard from again. Uh, but that was a grand gesture that I failed for another reason. And I just didn't end up doing that one because I came to my senses uh, and had another experience. But anyway, so this week we're going to talk about the grand gesture. I want to introduce the idea to you that the problem is, is that it's a load of crap. And uh, even when it works, you don't want it to work. So that's episode two section a and remember the path never ends if you don't step off of it have a great day we'll talk in a bit